Cyril. What a beauty! Supercoach Podcast, I am Lech Dog. Round 1, 2022 is just completed. It's very exciting to be back and Hatch is joining me to, to break it all down, talk everything round 1. How are you, you beautiful bastard? Oh, Lech Dog, I am ready to go. We've had, um, I'm excited. It's good. Um, it was a good weekend to get the final practice matches out of the way and now the Bombers can tackle round 1 next week. Um, we, we've, we've just got all the, you know, blowing out all the bad cobwebs, um, you know, leaving all the crap performance on the park. And then we can really hit our straps next weekend as, uh, as the season gets underway properly. How about yourself? The blues, uh, look pretty good in their final practice match. The title of our video chat right now is the blues are back. The blues are back, baby. <sighs> oh, Up and goodness. about. A big win for the Blues, and excitingly, Carlton has actually caught up with us, Patch, because obviously we do this podcast over video conference. Michael Voss is going to be coaching over video conference. Oh, is he now? This week. Is well, he? at the quarter breaks anyway, they, they're going to let him say good day to the players, which is good because uh, Michael does have COVID. Uh, Can, but, cannot, know, wait for, cannot wait for Cripsy to go, uh, Vossi, you're on mute, mate. Vossi. <laughs> No, Vossi, oh, yeah, and then them talk over each other awkwardly as one of them tries to talk and then the other isn't sure, and then you've got 40 blokes just sitting there just shouting incoherently into the laptop for poor Vossi. It won't matter, mate, because we're going to roll the Bulldogs by 27 points. I should say, Patch, by the way, I posted a video of this. They don't they don't sponsor us per, per se, but they are our friends, supercoachchampion.com. Send over some nice championship rings, a custom Jock Reynolds ring. They always send great stuff. I just wanted to shout them out. They're not even on the run sheet. They're not even they're not even official sponsors. But gee whiz, I love the boys over at SecretsChampion.com. They make custom fantasy rings. I think it's like a hundred dollars patch. If everyone chucks in five bucks, that's a ring paid for in your league, and the winner takes home a like a, a really sexy looking ring. It's the closest any of our listeners, unless they're, you know, actually in the US, will get to winning a Super Bowl ring. And who doesn't want a Super Bowl ring? And certainly way more prestigious. Oh, absolutely. More exclusive, harder to get a hold of. Let's talk. Oh, Tom Brady doesn't have any of them, does he? Huh. No, but I, if I could deflate the ball to win a Supercoach champion ring, I've bloody <laughs> would. Patch. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? Anyway, anyway. Let's Super coach talk happened. Super coach. It was an interesting round. I scored, uh, what did I score? Not very high, 22-something, 22 22, uh, low 2200s. And I did that last year, and I was ranked about 200th overall. And I did that this year, and I'm ranked 50,000th at the end of yes. round one. So it was a very intriguing opening round where I guess all the popular players went big. And if you had a few of these rookies on the field, you, uh, you would have had a few extra points. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Um, I can't remember a round this big in in a while well, ever in the time I've been playing the game, where everyone has just pulled out decent scores, unless you're a defensive premium, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but it was just really solid scores. The popular rookies did really well, um, with you know the one or two exceptions. Um, a lot of people, again, we'll talk about this in a moment, traded in loopholes to make sure they got those scores. Uh, there were just points of plenty, really. Um, and, you know, normally you're, if you're cracking 2,000 in round one, you're doing well. But, you know, 2,200 seemed to be the minimum to uh, to be let in the door. And there were, you know, the winner scored 2,600, maybe? Yeah, well, we can address that. That that was a team built to win round one uh, with some of those loopholes. Some of the guys, some of the popular picks everyone has that went big. I mean, Christian Petrarca, he's in 12% of teams, 163. Matt Rowell is in 51.2% of teams. Yeah, wow. He went 157. And then wow. it's guys like Heaney at almost 20%, Neil at 54%, Took Miller at 25%, Jake McRae at 50%, so on, so on. All these strong 
players players that are in a lot of teams went really well and it was uh i mean you you can't be mad if you if you started these bloody jets mm, you can be mad if you like me and insisted on starting Isaac Haney and then bailed at the last minute well i, I but... and another player that you didn't start which surprised me was was Matt Rail patch mm well yeah, it's similar to your relationship with Danny Rich. If I start Matt Rowell, the curse is instantly, well, the curse is instantly back and he does a long-term injury and misses three quarters of the season. Well, um, for the love of God, Patch, please don't pick him up. In your team, who, who were the major highlights and who were the major sort of disappointments before we kick into the, the match reviews and so on and so forth? Um, oh, the, the tried and trusted, you know, Lockie Neal, Jack McRae, Took Miller. Um, with the captain's armband was always going to go big against um, against the depleted Eagles, but it was kind of you know the Josh Rochelles and and Nick Martins and some of the rookies that really stood up. Um, Heath Chapman with that twenty five point spoil on the line against the Crows was excellent. Um, even if I didn't even know we awarded points for spoils in Supercoach. Well, we bloody should. We bloody should. And Georgie Hewitt, your boy, over at the Blues, one hundred and thirty one, which was monumental. From uh from the inside and midfielder that is somehow available as a defender, um very nice, very tidy from him. What about yourself? Yeah, I think look a guy the guys that I was kind of questionable on, uh, not so much George Hewitt, but I was, I mean, on him heading into the season, hundred thirty one, as you said, played very well. Matt Real is a guy that I didn't want to pick, but I sort of picked him to to well a because. The numbers said I should pick him, and B because I wanted to mitigate that fifty percent plus selection. He went one fifty-seven. You got to love like a Nicky Day cost ninety-eight on de- debut. Gresham for me was was a nice. Po- I thought I was in a good position. I had Gresham on field. He was on about thirty-five at halftime. Ended up on ninety at the end of the game, and then scaled up to one hundred nine. I was happy with that. But my other major pod selection in Taron Thomas did not fire a shot. But I will not panic. We do not trade our premiums in round one. No. Well, let's just jump straight into it because the back line, not great. Good, wasn't exceptional. And a lot of people already wanting to jump the gun, wanting to rage trade. Um, and I have no doubt most people will you know, be doing that with the aim of reversing it later on. But you had uh, Jack Crisp on, with 69, Jordan Ridley with 68, Luke Ryan Scored 70-odd. Lockie Whitfield is 73. Um, there were other defenders that also didn't play all that well who I've forgotten because I've changed tabs and I'm frantically trying to swim back and find it. But, yeah, a lot of people very unhappy with a couple of players. Um, but we don't trade them, as you said. No, this this isn't the week to trade. Look, it's going to be tempting. People are going to try and talk themselves into it. They've got 35 trades. They can trade boost. You're going to want to use potentially three trades next week to corrective rookies. The only people we should be trading are those who are injured. I know it's very easy to go, oh, no, he's got a role change. Convince yourself that he does when he actually probably doesn't. He actually probably just played pretty bad. Like... We pick these premiums for a reason, and we don't need to harp on about it, Patch, but it's the same argument for why we don't trade in a zero to get a rookie score in round one. I'm sure you and I could have boosted our score by an extra hundred or 200 points or so mm-hmm. had we done that, but down the line, you're going to be kicking yourself when you've lost, well, in that case, when you've lost you know, 300 grand worth of cash generation to gain 200 points less in round one. And it's the same now. You trade a premium now, all you're doing is wasting a trade that you are going to need. You pick these guys to be keepers for the year. The assumption is that these premiums you selected, Patch, are going to be in your team till the end, unless they get injured or something drastic happens. But to get there, particularly with how many mid-prices we've had to start this year, you're going to need every bloody trade. I mean, I, I completely agree with you, and you're right. But to play devil's avocado for just a brief moment... All of them sucked, and I'm a big old dumb idiot and shouldn't have picked them in the first place and need to immediately correct that and should do that now before the prices change, and I lock myself into that loss on a Jack Crisp who scored 69, looked out of it. Jordan Ridley looked disinterested. You know, I would have been disinterested in that game as well. I 
devastated that my practice match clashed with that game and couldn't watch a minute of I it. Sa- I saved um, the replay if you want to watch it together. No, nah, that's right. No, nah, it's all, all good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm busy that time. Um, Look, but yeah, it, so that, that counterpoint of, but like they suck and I, I want to get rid of them before the price changes that, that doesn't change, doesn't change the advice. No. And here's the thing. If they perform poorly again next week, there's a different discussion and a discussion potentially can be had then. But this week, Jordan Ridley 68 sits in his rolling average for one price rise. It's the same as Jack Hayes. 127 sits in his price rise for one or sits in his rolling average for one price rise. These round one scores actually don't, they don't matter a heap. In the scheme of things, they're nice if they're big, they're, bad, they're sad if they're low, but in the scheme of things, they actually don't stick around for very long and I don't think they matter. No, it's uh, it's in the past now and yeah, as you said, it's just that one week. It doesn't really affect break-evens beyond that first week and yeah, for rookies, it's all about that round two, round three. That's where they get the lift. Um, but all right, well, flip side, say you're looking at, you know, you know, you're one of the 48% of people that were dumb and stupid and the worst people in the world. And I can't believe they do this. Didn't start Matt Rowell. Say hypothetically, of course, hypothetically, you were dumb enough to not start Matt Rowell. Not that I wouldn't start Matt Rowell, but hypothetically, hypothetically, do we need to get him in immediately before he pumps out another 157? I mean... I don't think so. Uh, I think the likelihood of him pumping out another 157 is relatively low, but I would have said that about him doing it in round one. West Coast midfield is very different to Melbourne's midfield. Yeah, just a and- little bit. They're, they're kind of, you know, you know, Liam Nash, uh, not Liam Nash, um, Nash, James, James Patrick, Nash. Patrick Nash. Patrick Nash. James Aish plays for Fremantle. Patrick Nash has played for three clubs in five minutes and I'm getting confused. He's basically Christian Petrarca is what I'm trying to get at. And now the gag has been ruined because I stumbled over his name three times. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. We don't need to trade him in because what happened this week isn't a guarantee to happen next week. He might regress to the mean and score 85 this week. And you might still want to trade him in after that where we see what his break even looks like. But at this stage, at this stage, the only... Players I would be trading, Patch, are players who are injured. Or if somehow you've selected none of the rookies that look like they're going to be best 22 players, if for some reason you have none of them and you know that three trades next week isn't going to be enough to get them in, maybe you go early on one this week. But Dog, who are the injured players? Well, well, let's go through it game by game and I'll... Look, it's kind of hard to give an update because the AFL doesn't have an official injury list, but... From Melbourne Bulldogs, I guess the main one is Christian Slalem, who was not in many teams and ended with five and is out for, you know, potentially several months. Well, he's got syndesisive minimosis, doesn't he? Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't? All the cool kids are doing it these days. It's like a mullet. You get a mullet, you get a syndesmosis injury. Your hip and and happening and crackalacking, as the kids say at the skate park. Well, that, you fully sick. Um, yeah, bro. Yabba dabba doo. That's what all the cool kids are saying, right? Yabba dabba doo. Uh, I believe so. I'm just, so this just in. Yes, it is what the cool kids are saying. If you started Christian Slalem. Obviously, he's a trade. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks. They're going to bring in like a Rivers or a Lever based on their injury report. So you can flick him flick him to anyone you want. Doesn't matter. He's not going to be in your team. You should trade him. Is, do you have yep. any, is there any major suggestions for a Slalem trade? Like uh, Jaden Short's a pretty good one. Jaden Short's a good one. George Hewitt's a good one. He make 100-odd K out of that move as well. Um, yeah, I'd, um, I'd be going to Hewitt. Uh, Sicily's another option, scored 105-ish on the weekend if you're looking to make a bit of cash ahead of round three. Um, but otherwise, pick one of the defenders that you like. Yep, yep. Let's move forward. The Bulldogs also played. They played the, the Melbourne Demons. No real injury news there, but Tom Libertore basically played on the bench or in the forward line all week. There's rumours that that was caused because of uh, COVID. So just, I wouldn't be jumping on like a Bailey Smith who scored 139, looked amazing because 
Tom, Tom Libertone might be back in that midfield in one to two weeks. It's just that's a wait and see for me. And then yeah. Marcus Bontempelli, is he playing? Is he not playing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, uh, I mean, watch the team sheets and then watch Bevo an hour before the game when he suddenly switches in for Lockie Hunter, who has been playing and not playing uh, 16 times a piece in the lead up to Thursday night's game. I don't know. Who knows? We'll He's see. List- listed as a test this week. We roll on over to the Carlton-Richmond game, and there was no real injuries for the Blues in their monstrous destruction yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, Richmond yeah. Tigers. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. All right. But Jack Rewalt broke a finger, so he'll be out for, uh, you'd think he'll miss a week or so, and Dion Prestia ripped his hamstring from his body for the 78th time, so... There's some scope for change in that Richmond Tigers outfit patch, but I don't know if they've got a lot of players fit and healthy to come in. Uh, I'm not sure either. There might be a, a value in a, in a Thompson Dow or Hugo Ralsmith might get a run or, I don't know, like Riley Collier Dawkins. Is he still a player that exists? I don't <laughs> know. I'd, I'd wait and see. Nobody has Dion Prestia, so it's not... Um, yeah, it's not really going to be relevant relevant to anyone listening to this podcast, and we get to wait and see for a week or two as to to what the fallout will be on that front. Hugo Rellsmith did have uh, ten disposals in the. I think he played about half a game, so he, he looked okay. He looked okay, but once again, not a not a guy we're looking to pick up, pick up any time soon. Saints Collingwood patch. There was some real Supercoach relevancy in here. And mm-hmm. Mr. Jack oh boy. Hayes had three goals on debut, 18 disposals, 127 Supercoach points. I don't know if that's – I don't think that's the biggest debut in Supercoach history, but I'm pretty – am I correct in saying that he scored the highest AFL fantasy? No, that was Josh Rochelle, <laughs> who also bloody dominated. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, he did. Uh, it was very good, regardless. I think he was a few points shy of Michael Barlow's record. Uh, it was very good. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I said Rochelle. I meant your man uh, down at the Bombers. What was it? What's his name? Nick Martin has Nick set Martin. the record for AFL Fantasy debut with 130, which is insane. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. But, uh, yeah, Jack Steele didn't do all that well out of this game. A bunch of people captained him. He'll be fine. Don't worry about oh, it. Yeah. It'll be, be fine. absolutely fine. Um, um, likewise with uh, Gorn and Oliver from the last game. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're fine. They're pre- fine. And Gorn and uh, Oliver 112, Gorn 92, and they both had about 37 free kicks against. They are going to be A-OK if this is their floor. Mitch Owens, owner's patch. Mm, help, yeah, who would, who, would, who would start Mitch Owens? <laughs> who, would, who would on the, the Wednesday night before lockout decide against going Rowell and being, nah, I need to maximise rookie, uh, rookie cash generation, bring in Mitch Owens and switch your team around? To... <laughs> <Who> would... <laughs> Is he a guy that if he's named, not named, when he's not named in round oh. two that people should just be straight up sidewaysing to another rookie who we think will play in round two and three and beyond? Or do you just sit him on the pine, use him as a loop? Uh, that's a good question. Um, depends. I think for, for next round, it could well depend on how your uh, vice captaincy option goes on uh, Thursday or Friday night. Uh, if you pick Jack McCrane, he scores 160, or you pick... Paddy Cripps and he scores you 160, then you go, well, I'm just going to keep Owens for another week um, and use him as the loop. And, you know, if they don't fire and score, you know, 90 or 100 and you go, well, never mind, off you go, come in, come on down, Jackson Mead or Connor McDonald or or, or James Pache or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it kind of depends, but you don't necessarily have to move him on this week. If you're missing one of the very, very good rookies and want to bring in Hayes or Martin um, up forward and swing Rochelle into the midfield or whatever it is the kids do these days, sure, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I am. There, there's like 1% of me that's tempted to make a trade this week because I actually can't fit Rochelle on field, but I know that if I put him on field, he will score 47 points. That's 45 more than Mitch Owens. 
<laughs> I know that this is going to be coming through the audio. So yes, we're aware that there are cicadas outside. <laughs> I guarantee you that people listening at home can hear that. And there's nothing we can do. You know what? In fact, we encourage it. It makes us, our jokes sound like they're not landing. Exactly. I could shut the windows, but that would require getting up. Do which... not get up. We are not a stand-up podcast. We are a sleeves-down, socks-up, sit-down Sit podcast. podcast. And if you're standing up while listening to this, bloody go have a good hard look at yourself in the mirror. Collingwood. Patrick Lipinski, who was a big preseason. Um, la, la, Lipinski. Yeah, I don't know if we're legally allowed to sing that right now, but he's well, got 133 Direct all points. complaints to, to Dossie of, uh, of the Keeper League pod, uh, who does the song every year, did Lipinski in the style of Rasputin, these days before Russia invaded of Ukraine. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, ignoring that. If you're lucky enough to be able to ignore that, he scored well. He, um, he was good at football, shockingly. Guess what? Brody Grundy, still good at football. Mm-hmm. Nick Dacos, what a debut. 27 disposals. Looks very, very comfortable mm. at oh a level. Oh boy, does he. If you don't have him, I don't know what you're doing. And if he's not on your field, he probably should be. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, Let's jump. Oh, yeah, you go, Patchy. Oh no, that was that was about it. Um, that was about it from uh, from that game. Nazar Wanganin Malera named as the sub, so he's obviously very close to uh, getting on field. But we uh, we have a look at him when that happens. Moving along to the next game in the round, GWS against Sydney was the next game chronologically in this round. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, after Geelong Essendon, it was Geelong. The, what, huh? you, what, I didn't want you. I, I just didn't want you to skip over because I was. I actually forgot. From now on, we were going to read out the scores to games. So, no, I, I, I can't find. I can't find Geelong. There's St Kilda and Collingwood, and then the next, next one next to it is Geelong and Sydney. I don't. I can't see what you're referring to here. Geelong. Right, wait, well, Geelong played Essendon. When did that happen? Well, I, I don't I, recall I mean, that. Long and the short of it, some things happened. Some. Some goals were kicked, and particularly by one team. And honestly, I think if you looked at the ten goal loss, you, you'd, you'd actually eleven goal loss. I think, I think it actually flatters the Bombers. Um, well, let's not get stuck into to, as as to, as man as all preseason's been saying. Pick Patrick Dangerfield, and Patrick Dangerfield scored one hundred and fifty-five super coach points in a practice match. It's fine. It's a practice match. And our lock for F1, all preseason oh, patch. Yeah. Just Tom Hawkins. Rub salt into the wounds, kicked four goals, scored 148 points in this round one game of football. I think the the major super coach relevancy out of this one is probably that Sam DeConning got a head knock in the third quarter. He's one of the very few defensive rookies we have. He's You'd assume not playing this week. I don't even think he's allowed to play this week, Patch. So there's no one even to really trade him to. Nope, and he should be back the week after, you would hope. Um, So unless, I suppose, Geelong probably have a few players out injured, but Jack Henry was the one I was worried about knocking him out of that role and was still playing. So you'd think that Sam DeConning comes back in. I'd just hold him at this stage, I think. Yeah, and look, there's going to be a lot of people out there I imagine looking at a Tyson Stengel at 200k. Nope, do not. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just, yeah, let, yeah, folks, let's, um, let's not do that to ourselves. He will score 20 next week. Or closer to 20. 20, it will be. Oh, incredible. Incredible. On the other side of the docket patch, Nick Martin, 114 supercoach points, 27 mm. disposals, 10 marks, 5 goals, and... If you were wondering about job security for both him and Kane Baldwin, who wasn't that good, Kyle Langford appears to be out for some time again. Again, again, a tale as old as time. Kyle Langford, right hamstring strain, will miss three to four weeks. That is Nick Martin playing Kyle Langford's role for three to four weeks. Won't be the sub. Uh, we'll just slide right in. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. See you later. Uh, Essendon, on the other end of the ledger, Kane Baldwin. Uh, playing forward in this game for the Bombers would not have been a fun or enviable task, and I expected him to average about 40, and he underperformed by 11 points. 
um, hopefully in a game where there's slightly more forward 50 entries, which against Brisbane next week, there probably won't be. Um, I, I think he still holds his spot for a little bit longer, um, but we reassess next week as yep. to how he goes. And they're the only two players that played for Essendon. Well, I, I wanted. I did want to shout out Tom Cutler, who, as the sub, came on and tunned up. Well, there are a few that did that this week. Uh, Lockie Scholl in the, the Adelaide uh, Trio game came on as the sub later than Tom Cutler did, and was uh, was tunning up and playing almost one of their best players on at some point in that game. Um, well done, Tom Cutler. Good work. I'm proud of you. Dyson so, Heppel scored forty two. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah. That might not have been a might not have been a good call by uh, yours truly, but neither was supporting Essendon. Well, I don't look to speak to me. I don't have a Nick Martin in my side because he was a one hundred and two k rookie who played for Essendon. Obviously, I if he continues to to play and score, I will be picking him up next week. But is there any reason I would look at him this week? He might score 114 again, playing Kyle Langford's role and kick five goals against Brisbane in a side that loses by 11 goals and is smashing the clearances and is a terrible side who no one should ever support. And why do I continue to do this to myself? What, what, was, what was the question again? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. We've got Josh Rochelle, 118, Jack Hayes, 127, Nick Martin, one. what was he, 14. These three guys, are you playing any of them over a Stephen Ganigliog or a Mitch McGovern or a Jade Gresham or a Will Brody, can you justify it off the back of um, one game? For, oh, look, Rochelle was always going to be very up and down um, and looks like he might have more ups than downs. So, you know, if you can loophole him, he's got an early game this week and say you bought in a donut last week, you fool. Um, maybe you can make the most of it this week again. Um I'd, I'm going to play one of them over Tristan Zeri, who we'll talk about in a minute, um, who is fine. Um, you know, I think Martin will score pretty well, and Rochelle, you know, against Collingwood, you'd think the Crows would have a bunch of inside 50s. Could do it again. Looked incredibly good at the level, despite it being his first game. Um, yeah, Jack Hayes, not as sure about, didn't see any of that game. I guess he's good at football. He's got the capability. Um but probably not over a Brody or Ganigliog or McGovern or any of those. I think so. I think you got to back in the guys that we know a bit about. I'm happy to. I'm happy to play the guys who've been in the system for ten years over the guys who have had one game. GWS Sydney Patch Tom. God, Green. this was a good. This was a good game of football. It was a very good game of football. I reckon this is the most football I've watched in. Well, obviously the off season was a long time, but. I think I watched every game this round. Well, they didn't overlap, so you were physically capable of doing so. Well done, Crazy AFL, that. for making the round not overlap, which contradicts my complaining about it being Wednesday to Sunday. But anyway, <laughs> let's move right along. Um, very good game of football. Luke Parker kicked five goals and scored 167 Supercoach points. Isaac Heaney played up the ground, still kicked. Three goals, scored 141. Tom Green, Tom Green, a phantom. Eat your heart out, 164. Supercoach points. Timmy Taranto, 119, despite apparently he's supposed to play forward. He's, uh, then he's scoring. Uh, he's supposed to. Uh, like like we said through the preseason, he played forward a lot last year and averaged 100. Why couldn't he do it again? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Paddy McCartan, 70, looked quite good and quite at home at the level, as you'd expect from number one draft pick. Callum Mills interrupted preseason, scored 84, didn't have... Oh, he still had the 81% time on ground, but was quite rusty. Justin McInerney injured himself very late. Um, right knee injury. Not sure how serious it is, um, but we shall see. Um, Matt Flynn, but, quite good as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, was, he was pretty good. And I'd be medium concerned... If I was a, a Braden Proust owner, I'd be medium concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we, we just have to see how they go in tandem. Proust 
is 200k if he averages 70 that's enough and if he you know plays majority forward and chops out for seven minutes a quarter probably does enough to to average that 70 um we'll see i think there's a place in the team for him when they're playing guys like jardo bradner and Lockie keith and all those sort of players um one one player to watch, uh, I started him based purely on his price point, Angus Sheldrick. Scored 43. Didn't wow me. First game. What what can you, I mean, what, what more can you say? Hopefully yep. he keeps getting games. But if you only do had, have him, easy downgrade to another rookie if yep. required. Only had 67% time on ground. You'd expect that to kind of increase a little bit. He looked he looked okay. Didn't look too phased. Didn't look too stressed. Um, probably gets another run. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Let's talk Lions and Port Adelaide. Do you want to take us through some of those scores, Patch? Because I believe there is actually an injury update for the Brisbane Lions, which is great. Oh, very good. Very good. Lockie Neal, uh, straight off the bat, did what we wanted him to do. Probably picked up the three votes, scored 140 off 31 touches and six tackles. Mwah. Mwah. Thank you, Lockie. Welcome home, my beautiful Bouncing baby boy, Oscar McInerney did nothing in the first half and then somehow finished with 122 by the end of the game, which, you know, if you backed in Mardo's analysis and bought in OMAC, you'd be very, very happy with that. Um, Jared Lyons was not as impressive with just the 87. Dane Zorko injured um, some sort of calfy Achillesy, 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 Achilles injury. Um, I'm having a stroke. Um, that's about it on the line. Oh, Jared Berry as well. Uh, copped a bit of a knock, had like 50 points by quarter time and then finished with 67, which confused and perplexed many people. On the other side of the ledger is a Dan Houston season. Finally, after eight preemptive Dan Houston seasons, 144, had 36 touches, 12 marks, running up and down a wing, doing whatever the bloody hell he wanted. Zach Butters, 114. Travis Boak, 149. All of... Port Adelaide's halfback flankers, all 16 of them scored reasonably well. And Jackson Mead, 52 points on debut, which was, uh, which is right. Um, bit of, bit of injury, uh, in this game though. Do you want to talk us through that Lake dog? Look, it's not as bad reading as first thought. So I'm just read through the injury reports there. Dane Zorko apparently is right to play after tearing some scar tissue in his Achilles. Okay. And um, all right. Mitch Robinson will uh, miss. He got suspended. I, I'm hoping that opens the door for like a Devin Robinson or someone like that. And Jared Berry, who had the shoulder issue, I, I think this is going to be a recurring thing with Jared Berry. And he's look, they said they're going to get him up for the weekend. What did they say? Uh, Bez had a minor shoulder capsule irritation, but it's what the stable. How does that mean? And we'll get him up for the weekend. He's going to Shol- play. What that says to me is get used to him getting knocks in the shoulder and coming off for periods of time. I know a lot of people are already looking to jump off him. I think if he's named, you got to back him in. That's an interesting one. Do you, If you've got the money, do you upgrade him right now or do you back him in for another week? If you got him and don't have Raoul and have the cash, do it now. Do it now. Um, otherwise, probably hold for a week and see how you go on on that front. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was never huge on Barry to start with. Um, was kind of terrified when he was at 50 at quarter time, but feel slightly more vindicated only because he got injured. Nothing to do with the actual <laughs> selection and because of who he is as a player, but makes me sleep at night. And that's all that matters, Lake Dog. That's all that matters. Trent McKenzie looked dead after seemingly snapping his knee in half, but he yeah. is fine and a test to play this weekend. What? But he hit yep. an ACL effectively. Nope. He, he the, the is cannon fine. was what? <laughs> Apparently he's fine. But Alira Lear is gonna miss mm. five to six weeks with Cindersmosis. Not so fine. we should see Touchwood Sam Skinner playing. Seymour. At hundred he's what, 123k yeah, for about us, that. Isn't he? Yeah, forward, 123k forward defence. Forward defence, I mean. Yep. Mwah. Love that. So that's an option to look at. Apparently, all of Dersmer and Gray and uh, Rosie all seem like they're going to play. So, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. 
don't know. Wait and see. Dersma is, uh, and Robbie Gray are listed as a cess, but they're also sort of like, oh, I don't know, they might play. Who knows? They, they also said that Xavier Dersma snapped his collarbone into five separate pieces, and he's a test, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what is anything? Charlie Dixon would play round one, and he's still a few weeks away. So who knows over there? But looks like, regardless, we're going to see Sam's going to play some footy. Jackson Mead also debuted, scored 52 super coach points, and is one to watch in the midfield if guys like McDonald or Hugh, how, who, what, when, where, why, or Ward don't what? get up. What are you? What are you talking about? I'm talking about. Oh, the other rookies. I thought, oh, yeah, in other teams. Brady, not. who, what, when, where, why, how. Yeah, I thought you were listing members of the Port Adelaide midfield, and I'm like, I know I haven't kept up with things, but who were, what? <laughs> no, what? no, we're moving on now. We're moving on. We're pushing okay. through. We're pushing through to the Hawks North Melbourne game. And, and you know what? Some... This was also weirdly a decent game of football, despite it being between two terrible, terrible teams. It was a good game. Um, once again, I don't think we've got injury updates from Hawthorne, but Max Lynch, I think, did he? He got subbed out after, like, I think he got concussed or got a head knock. Yeah, he got concussed. Got concussed. So presumably he will miss, meaning big Ned Reeves will take the majority of the ruck work. And I think well, they well, should well, be well, getting well. big boy McAvoy back in, right? They should after his uh, his COVID diagnosis. Uh, but you've missed the headline act from Hawthorne this week, Lech. I didn't think you'd want to talk about it. It's sleeves. It over overwhelms anything else that I could possibly ever not want to talk about. We'll sound the goddamn alarm because it's sleeve watch o'clock down at Hawthorne. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. The My great God. man, Chadley Wingardium Loviosa the third. Donned the sleeves after the ban was lifted and the dark one, Alistair Clarkson, was smote and removed from the club. Sent to Azkaban, he was. And uh, sleeves are back at Hawthorne. It was a hot, sunny day and Chadley still pulled them out. And that's gone a long way to repairing the rift between the two of us, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Not even... like not even Jaden Stephenson, Stephenson, Stephenson wore sleeves. Like that's how committed, that's how committed Chad Wingard is to the sleeve. He had a lot of repressed energy after how many years has it been that he's been there without being able to wear sleeves? Like I don't think he was ever going to let. Too many, too oh, many. The poor man, the poor man. Um, Gath scored 118. It was very good, very very good. Um. Connor McDonald would score scored forty eight. Looked all right. Will improve a little bit more. Um, Josh uh, Josh Ward scored the thirty six, um, which I don't know. I thought he earned, I thought he deserved a bit more than that. Only had the sixty two percent time on ground. Uh, had a bit of a knock as well for for thirteen touches. Obviously, obviously you hold him. He'll be you know reassess next week. And uh, Finn McGuinness as well. I didn't expect him to be there round one hundred and. 48, 150k in the midfield and forward, scored 63, was terrible for two and a half quarters and then lifted in the last little stanza um, to to pull out a semi-respectable 63. So one to watch for next week as well if he's not dropped. He was an interesting one. He's sort of someone that we all had in our teams at one stage of the preseason early on, then we were told, no, he's no chance. And then he sort of out of nowhere plays in round one and and look, it might end up being that we have to go award down to a McGuinness or, or someone similar next week. But for this week, we hold. For this week, we, we hold. hold, folks. Hold. Aaron Hall, Lick Dog. Aaron Hall. Yeah, Aaron Hall. 129, 26 kicks, five handballs, 11 marks, like a million thousand metres gained. The man scores well. The man's made of sticky tape, but the man scores well. He does. He does, and rewarded anyone that jumped from Jake Lloyd across to him or held, despite him having, shockingly, a pre-season soft tissue injury. Luke Davies-Uniac looked good. Jack Zeeble scored 115 and was fine. Um, Tom Powell, apparently not best 22, scored 82. Um, Whatever. Um, But we scroll down, and that's where we start getting a bit more interesting. Uh, The franchise, Jamara Horn-Franklin, scored 75, looked right at home, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him pushing that score up over the next couple of weeks. Well, the guy that, I mean, I agree. Uh, and you know what? If he doesn't, if he just pumps out 75s, 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I was interested to see, um, not that he's going to be super coach relevant, but I, I just, I really like Curtis Taylor, and he mm. played and he played well. And there's just something about him I like. So he's going to be my my. I mean, he's going to be my North, North Melbourne boy that I, I put out the back, and I just reserve rights to claim him later on. Also on that list from North Melbourne is Paul Curtis. I get both of the players with Curtis in their name. Curtis is an underrated and unused name, honestly. Um, should, there should be more of it. Like Ned's. We're getting, we're getting Ned's come back. Can we get Curtis's to come back? Can we make it a thing again? Would please me Let's immensely. Let's bring it back. Taron Thomas, by the way, or Taron Thomas, I still don't know, even though they did a whole video and he says, I don't care what you call me, call me Taz. Taz, who I have in my Supercoach team, uh, was rotating through the midfield, really struggled to get near the ball, but I'm going to hold my faith for another week, Patch, because it's round two. That it is. We hold our players. Tristan Zeri, for those that started him, 79. Uh, looked like he had the number one ruck roll down pat, had the five, uh, had the 10 touches rather. None of them looked overly convincing, those touches, but the hitouts were okay. He took a couple of marks, had a couple of tackles, did everything I wanted to see from the big man. Um, if he averages 80, that is an absolute win. Um, Goldstein will chop him out. They might, however, drop the three tools. Uh, if they do, I suspect Callum Coleman-Jones, who was not very good on the weekend, uh, send him back to the VFL, the VFL, as Speaking of. people who are literate call it. Shout out to your boy Flint Perez, who played his first game in a long, long time in the reserves. Well done, Flint. Well done. Adelaide v Dockers. What a game. Oh, my word. My, my word. Um, wow. I expected this to be tripe and was watching it because I own a lot of players in a Keeper League side who played in this game and that was that is because my Keeper League side is terrible, um, which is why I own a lot of players from these two clubs in it. Um, and it was very good. Very good. Um, Heath it, Chapman. It really was. We'll, we'll, we'll just go to Heath Chapman straight off the bat. Kind of went missing for the first half and was on like 30 at half time and was at like 60 at full time and scaling because he did the goalkeeper punch back into play with his side one point up on the goal line, was given like 25 points for a spoil and honestly should have been higher, Your Honour. Should have been higher. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a great play by Heath. It helped his scoring. I think hold the faith in, in Heath Chapman. I think he's got room to improve. Will Brody as well, 76. Only played 65% of game time, which is a concern and was probably mm. one of the concerns going into the season. I sort of started him to mitigate the ownership and th there is some concerns there and also had quite a few free kicks for. So I, I'm not sure, I'm really not sure where he ends up being in terms of a scorer for us, but just one to watch. Um, he scored well in the in the small amount of game time he did actually play. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be disheartened from that performance. You, you wait and see, see how he goes next couple of weeks, still convinced that he's going to be a sub at some stage, which would be awful for us. bad. Caleb Strong, 88. Oh, sorry. Speaking of bad, oh, you were going to no, go... Was, no, no, that's fine. Let's talk about things that are good. Caleb Strong. Caleb Strong, good. Only scored the 88, but wouldn't panic if you started him, uh, especially if it was a started him over Raul. You'd be kicking yourself, but hold the faith. Another week, he'll come. Good. Andy Brayshaw, let dog. Also good. Also good. Dale, the professor, professor who's jumped on uh, in the last couple of weeks, said his supercomputer, which is smarter than every human on the planet, predicted that Andy Brayshaw would score about 128 points this weekend. He scored 127. So there is room for error. So we do need to consider that when we're talking about the professor. One point room for error in every prediction he gives us. Adelaide Crows side of things. Mardo's boy, Ben Keyes, 128 points. Josh Rochelle, what a man. Five goals, one, My 118 God. super coach points. What a beast. What a beast. If you didn't start him, I told you so. I told you he'd be good. I told you to save cash for him. 
that will be a next week problem, I imagine. But if you don't have him, start thinking of ways to get him in ASAP. Um, Lockie Scholl started as a sub, scored 108. Thumbs up, things you love to see. Yeah, I think the other names, just to quickly mention, Jordan Dawson, 98 super coach points. Look, he wasn't amazing, but if he can still get a 98 pointer out with that sort of performance, I think we'll be right. So just hold on to him, played on a wing, went forward, he kicked a goal, found himself behind the ball a bit. And then the question marks around the Adelaide Crows are these cheapies. The Mitch Hinges mm. of the world, 50 points. Wayne Malera, 39 points. Jake, Jake Saligo, 29 points. They're the ones that people have in their teams and... Well, we don't actually have a choice with a guy like Hinge, really, because he did, of course, cop a knock because it's Mitch Hinge. We don't have anyone else in defense. No, unless you go early on Scam Skinner, which, reminder, we do not go early we on We do not go early rookies on rookies. Unless we have absolutely no choice. Um, hold him for another week. Jake Saligo, don't know if he holds his spot. Um, Scholl, I think, came on and played that ring role, wing role, rather, that he was slated for. Um, I don't know, wait and see, I guess, if you started him. Probably gets another run. Wasn't awful, but, yeah, I don't know. Wayne Malera, you'd be a little bit worried seeing that. He was, uh, yeah, starting at half back, switched forward. Yuck. Hate that. Yeah, um, he, look, he didn't look particularly good. I don't, I think we could have expected that. They actually spoke about him post-game, just saying they were just essentially trying to get him through. So we... We'll assess him. Let's look at this final game patch. West yep. Coast v. Gold Coast. And for different reasons, it was a great game. Matthew Rowell, Took Miller, and Jared Witts, and the better midfielder, Noah Anderson, all dominated in that midfield unit. Mm, considering they were coming up against three traffic cones, Luke Foley, Andrew Gaff, and Jermaine Jones, I'm not shocked. But... Um... Yeah, they did very, very well. Raoul, 157. Took, 137. Wits, 127. Uh, Will Powell, 107, just to round off the sevens. And then Noah Anderson, 108, not getting the memo on the sevens. Um, Wits surprised me immensely with 127. It looked really good. Still worry a little bit about how he backs it up week to week throughout the season. But you couldn't have asked for anything more from Jay Wits. Well... He probably he probably succeeds for the reason that his opponent Nick Nat knew he didn't succeed in that he had players to hit it to. I'm just yeah, going to pull up help. his stats now, um, but it's a big factor in Supercoach when you can actually hit the ball to uh, to to people from your team. Mm, uh, plus five every time you do that out of a ruck contest. And Witsy did it quite a bit, had the 28 hitouts. Don't know how many were to an advantage. 11. 11. That's 55, 55 super coach points. points straight up. Then had the 15 touches, three tackles, which from a ruckman you love to see. Other side of the ledger very quickly. Nick Natanui, 29 hitouts. Not as many of them to advantage. Nine touches. Seven. No tackles for Nick Nat, which is very concerning. Um, Alex Davies for the Suns. I had him in my team reveal. Had to shuffle him around to fit a few other rookies in. Is that 200K. Scored 86 and looks really good. Floating between forward and that inside midfield role. The thing that I was really impressed by was that when he was on the outside and when he was forward, he had the he had enough tools in his kit bag to be able to just hit targets really nicely and gather the loose ball as well as get the hard Contested ball, we'll be looking at him next week to see if I go Josh Ward to Alex Davies. Um, obviously, we'll not do it this week because we back him in, but uh, maybe one to keep an eye on just for, for those out there worried about uh, Josh Ward. Yeah, I think he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Didn't have a lot of stats to make an impact from a super coach point of view, and I think that's... No, well, he, I mean, he had... He had 12 touches and 10 of them were contested. Well, yes, and that's it. His game is built as around that contested game. He's built like a brick shithouse, as they say, and he's a man who will be rewarded for Supercoach because of the style that he plays, so definitely an option. Other cheapy options just to, to cover him off before we end the old pod. Patrick Nash, he had 64. He's like, what, 180-odd K? 189, about that. Brady, who, what, when, where, why, had a 47. He's a midfielder at 117K. He's, I mean, he didn't look bad. 
It yeah. certainly didn't look good. I mean, the Eagles as a whole didn't look great. So, you, I don't know, you, you, you hold him, obviously. Hugh Dixon, 42 points was serviceable, I suppose. Um, but Jack Darling's back next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not ideal. It's not great. It's not, not great. Good. He he might he might be a sideways correct or a loophole option for people moving forward. I'm assuming West Coast are a decent loophole side. And I just wanted to patch you forgot to mention him, Levi Casbolt. He did kick a couple of snags for the coach. Oh, no 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 no. I love that. He also kicked one out on the full from thirty meters out. Well he's Levi Casbolt. Um, he's Levi Casbolt. Um the man can do no wrong except for the free kick he gave away and the, the shanks he had off the side of the boot and the out on the full. And let's not get started, but God love him. He's uh, he's a mess, but he's our mess, big Levi. <laughs> and uh, when life gives you lemons, he lines up alongside Levi Casbold. That's a, well, that's a Sean Lemons joke for those yes. Gold Coast thun, Suns yes. enthusiasts out there. Yes, Cassie will be enjoying that immensely. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, and that's about it. You know, no one started Jeremy McGovern. Um, he scored 115 and looks to be doing everything he's ever done in his history. But aside from that, West Coast were nothing to write home about in the 27-point loss um, and will have troops returning shortly. So it's very hard to judge or gauge what they're doing. At Lake Dog, this was supposed to be a quick podcast. <laughs> I lied. You lied. Um, we don't do quick podcasts here anymore because we like talking to each other and we like talking to you, community. But unfortunately, we should uh, we, we have to wrap it up unless there's anything else you wanted to tackle, like Dog. No, just head over to supercoachchampion.com and check out their wonderful rings. Once again, not a sponsor, but I, I mean, they did give me a product and I did say I would shout them out, but there was no contract. They're just good blokes. So supercoachchampion.com. Keep an eye out on the website. All of your favorite content will be back. I'm pretty confident it'll all be back. And, Probably. Uh, I hope you had a great round community. If you didn't, we will build together. Patch, thank you for joining me, you beautiful human. Lekdog, it's a pleasure. As always, I look forward to chatting to you again shortly. Best of luck in round two to you and to everybody listening. Go the blues. Go the... Oh, there's no bloody point, is there? Yeah. <sighs>